Hello, I'm Marsha Ogden. Welcome to my podcast, Directory of a Dream Life 50 Plus. It's for anyone who's passed that milestone, like me by a long chalk, and who, like me, has realised that we could be on this earth for another 30 or 40 years. So let's make the best of it. Hello, and welcome to episode 10 of Directory of a Dream Life 50 Plus. And this episode is called Sharpen Your Sense of Direction, the reasons for which will become obvious. How are we all? I'm back from Vegas and for the first time ever, I have got jet lag. Well, I'm not so bad now, but all week I've been waking up at 7.30 and 8.30 instead of 5.30. I'm an early riser and I get so much done in the morning. So this week I've been feeling like by lunchtime, the day's gone and I've done nothing. Annoying, but never mind. Hopefully I'll get back to normal soon. This little tip is from my husband, Gary, who at age 67 is well qualified to be in this group. He's going to give you a handy hint that will help you if you are a MacBook user. Here's a tip for Mac computer users. If you have a long list of titles of pictures or tiny icons and you can't see what the picture is of, just highlight the text or icon and press the spacebar. This will then reveal the picture. Release the spacebar, the picture goes away onto the next one. So today I've got my guest Rebecca Norton here. And she has a company with a very intriguing title called Sense of Direction. I know Rebecca from a networking event that we go to regularly. And what I love is that she has developed her business around what she loves doing. But first of all, there is one aspect of her business that is very relevant to me and to everybody listening. And that is life coaching for our age. So tell us why we need that, Rebecca. Yeah, good morning. Uh, Coaching is important at any age, but I think people who are coming up to retirement, potentially, or they're obviously going through a period of change and transition, and that can be quite, um, that can cause a lot of anxiety or uncertainty and, and worry in some people as well. And some people think, well, what am I going to do when I retire? For some people, they can't wait to retire. I think, wow, that's it. I'm going to do everything I want to do. But for other people, perhaps if they've had um, quite a high status job or their job has been really important to them, then they have a loss of sense of, um, sense of purpose and identity. Mm-hmm. When we meet new people, we often say to them, oh, what do you do? And we associate who we are with what we do. Mm-hmm. And therefore, if we're no longer the manager or the director or the teacher, then who are we? Yeah. And, yeah. and what's our identity now? Yeah. So yeah. it can be quite scary for people coming up to retirement if suddenly they think, well, who am I going to be? What, what will I do when I've retired? Mm-hmm. You know, what will get me up in the morning? Yeah. So yeah. life coaching can really help people to address some of those issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you do hear a lot of people who, like you said, they might have had quite high status jobs in their working life 
and they seem to go downhill very quickly either physically or mentally afterwards because they're not prepared to make that transition um and i always think of it as a transition like going to high school or going through adolescence or what or getting married it is a big big move but yeah. i think because we're mature adults we kind of gloss over it and just think we should be able to cope don't we yeah yeah and it's it's really important that people prepare for it mm. you know probably a couple of years in the advance of coming up to retirement you know it's no good thinking oh i'm going to retire next month what shall i do about it really when you're heading towards retirement start planning maybe five years you know some mm. loose ideas what would i like to do when i retire and maybe a little bit nearer time maybe three years two years away start thinking right what what can i do how can i put plans in place start mm -hmm. doing some research start actually mm -hmm. making some notes about what it is that you want to do or places you want to travel or things that interest you and start building up some networks outside of work so yeah. that when you make that transition it's not so painful it's not so scary because you've already sort of prepared the groundwork for it yeah that's right and i think it is probably an issue with a lot of people now because they'll be in the position that i was in that we were never taught to plan goals and track where we are and keep a journal and decide what happiness is to you yeah. it's just like i'll be happy when yeah but when when that thing actually happened you know like i'll be happy when the kids leave home, I'll be happy when I retire, I'll be happy when I'm on my holidays, but we don't actually know or have a picture in our heads of what that will look like. It's yeah. just a concept. And, and I think, yeah, yeah, so these days I think people, well, I think I'm sort of probably the last generation of the old school thinking and nobody's got any plans in place. And I think a bit of guidance is, is Possibly, again, having counselling or having a coach is a new idea to my generation. But so many people need it. Yeah. Have, you, have you found there's any kind of stigma? Um, people regard it with a stigma, sort of, oh, I, I don't need help. <laughs> a little bit, yes. I've had, it's funny because I was talking to somebody yesterday about this. And I've only had, since I've started, I've only had one particularly negative experience with that um, sort of stigma around life coaching because generally yeah. speaking it's a really positive thing but I think for some reason perhaps this it was an in an organization actually so I'd gone in voluntarily to go and do some life coaching it was part of their well-being week for their staff members and that stuck me right down the bottom of this corridor it was almost like this secret space where somebody could go and then oh, I'm going to go and talk to Rebecca about life coaching right and it's like this is a really positive experience. It doesn't mean you've got anything wrong with you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I was horrified that there was all this sort of really hush hush. Nobody knew who right. was going to see me and everything. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I go and reveal your skeletons to Rebecca. <laughs> I think you've got mixed up about what I'm offering here. <laughs> um, so that was, like I say, that's the only negative experience I've had around it. I think. I think there's still confusion. I think yeah. a lot of people still don't understand what it is, but it's certainly not a negative experience. And like I said, you know, if you speak to successful people now in business, most of them, if not all of them, will have had coaching at some point. Yeah, absolutely. And not just for business, but yeah. life coaching as well. Definitely, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's interesting, I was away last week and somebody, I can't remember who it was, 
but somebody did say England or the UK seems to be the only country where we do judge whether the conversation's worth carrying on on the basis of the answer to the question, so what do you do? Yeah. And you think, oh, yeah, so my answer's <laughs> going to make you decide whether you want to continue this, this association or not, you know. Yeah. Whether I say I'm... I'm you know, oh, I clean in a school, or I'm the CEO of IBM or whatever. And yeah. we're so judgmental, but apparently other countries don't do that. That's really good to hear, and I hope that we follow suit. Yeah, yeah. And I think it is one of the tips that I've been told, actually, is probably not to introduce myself as a life coach, because right. either people put this barrier up and say, well, I don't need a life coach, or they just don't understand it. Um, so it's much better to explain how I help people rather yeah. than what I am. Exactly, and I think, again, yeah. that's a really useful tip for people who are maybe coming up to retirement or in retirement, rather than associating mm. with what they are. Um, you know, I, I enjoy life to the full. I go on holidays. I look after my grandkids. I, you know, travel. I'm learning a new language. That's a far more interesting it, conversation. Exactly. Than I'm a retired something. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, as if you're a nobody now. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And, it, and it's not good for your self-esteem either. Mm. I think that I think that's the thing that comes with it is when we associate ourselves as being a manager or a head teacher or a teacher or whatever, there's there's some esteem with that. Exactly. And there's yeah. a sense of sort of not privilege, but a sense of status. And I think they feel like they've lost that when they've gone into retirement mm. because they're not that anymore so it means that yeah, perhaps they're yeah. not quite as high status as what they once were and, and yeah. that can be that can be quite a negative feeling for people to experience they've suddenly had this drop and it's like oh well I'm not as good as what I used to be or people don't need me like they used to need me yeah 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 and I think you can feel that sort of even outside your job as a as a person you know if your children move home move away from home and move away and your grandchildren you don't see your grandchildren very often and you know, maybe you lose your partner and it's just a completely different life. And not only do you might you need some kind of guidance emotionally, but also someone to open your eyes as to what is possible. Yeah. Because everything that's possible now is nothing like what was possible when we started our work in life. Yeah. You know, yeah. so everything's technology driven and people think, oh, well, I don't want to work on the computer, but, you know, you could go online and rent out a room on Airbnb, get yourself the money to go and travel. You know, yeah. it, it doesn't have to be work, but if yeah. you don't know, you don't know. Yeah. So I think we, my generation just need to be a bit more open-minded about what there is to offer these days. Yeah, and why is that you want as well, you know, because like you said, a lot of people wait until retirement to do the things that they always wanted to do. But if, if that's something that you've always put on the back burner, then perhaps mm. you haven't given it the full consideration. What mm. is it that you want to do when you retire? What mm. is it that's going to drive you? What's your values? What's important to you? Let's do that now. I like yeah, yeah. I love what, you, what you're doing with this. And I think it's so important. You know, 50 isn't old. 60 mm. isn't old. No, not these days. Still got no. 30, 40 years yeah. to go. Exactly. Yeah. My grandparents are in their 90s. Mm. That's... 30 years after your 60s, you know, exactly, you yeah. a lifetime, exactly, of stuff yeah. that you can still do, yeah, and yeah, I know some people who are my age, and they're, they're more or less saying, well, 
this is it. This is as good as it gets. This is the end of the line. You're like, oh, you know, it's an exciting new phase. And I love that. I love that that analogy that you gave earlier that it's like moving into high school. Well, this is this is just it's that university of the third mm. age thing, isn't it? I'm moving mm. into a different phase that's exciting. It's yeah. new. I can do yeah. what I like. You know, I can go off where I want to, mm. and there's nothing stopping you at all, man. No, I think that's no. a really nice thing. I think, and that's where the coaching can really come in because I like to work with people and, and look at what their values are, what's important to them, and ask them to really think and reflect on what is it that you actually enjoy yeah, doing. Yeah, what would you yeah. like to do? Let's exactly. make that happen. Yeah, and that's what we have never done. I mean, it probably yeah. sounds crazy to to younger generations but we were never encouraged to do that and that is what has made a huge difference in my life starting to journal where I am and where I want to be and how am I going to get there yeah and yeah it's a whole new way of thinking and we have just got to be a bit more open to these suggestions and I, I just want to move on to something that you do that I find absolutely mind-blowing and I can see it will be of huge benefit to anybody. But again, particularly to my age, and that is as a keen outdoor person, you combine your coaching with walking out, uh, in the great outdoors, don't you? So tell us about that and how it came about, because you, you've made part of your business fit with what you love to do, which is the ideal yeah. life, isn't it? It is it's fantastic. I love walking. I've been sort of an outdoor enthusiast for, for such a long time. As, as mm. a child, we went walking and, and bike riding with my parents and things. And then I did my Duke of Edinburgh. And then I went on and did my Mountain Leadership Award and studied outdoor education for a couple of years. And for me, the outdoors is such an important part of maintaining and enhancing my mm. well-being. Mm. Um, just being outside in nature and engaging with what's going on around me uh walking whether that's walking through woodland whether that's going up a hill going around a lake whatever i just love to be outdoors and, and one of the things i try and do whenever i get outdoors is really tune in and listen to the birds and it's that simple exercise which is probably you know it's a bit of mindfulness in some respects it helps you just to break that negative thinking pattern or any particular thinking pattern that you're in we can often get caught up in our thoughts and not notice what's going on around us Mm. And I think when we're outdoors and in nature, that really encourages us to take notice of what's going on. So we might notice a beautiful colour flower, or we might notice a bird song, or we notice the, um, the sound of wind in the trees or whatever. And it really draws your attention to where you are now and encourages you to really appreciate what's going on around you. Yeah, yeah. And, so, and yeah. Do, you, do you combine that with sort of talking to clients, take them out? Yes, so sometimes I will actually do the, the coaching outdoors with people mm. um, and another service that I've got is called Clarity in Motion and that's um, it's a walking coaching experience so in fact I had one yesterday so we went around the beautiful Longshore Estate in the Peak District mm. and I take my clients through a four-step process so we'll, we'll sit down at the beginning I always ask them to come with a vague topic in mind that they'd like to think about more or reflect on and then we go through a, a stage of actually refining that what is it that you would like to think about in a bit more detail what do you want to achieve in terms of a big goal maybe a, a six months down the line a year down mm. the line but also what do you want from from today's walk as well right and then i take them through um 
three more stages during the actual walk as well. So we'll, we'll start off, we'll, we'll get some ideas and then we go for a walk. Um, we just chat, we enjoy the nature and then we'll stop again and we sit down. So it's um, a written process, it's confidential. So I can have a small group of people. People only share if they want to share. Mm. Um, so um, if they want to discuss something that's maybe come up for them through the questions, then we can happily do that. But if they don't, then it's all written down which then means at the end of the walk they've got a comprehensive set of notes to take away with them mm. list all the things that they've been thinking about they've got a clear action plan of what they want to do and how they're going to do it um, but they've really spent some quality time thinking about a topic mm. a topic yeah or or something yeah. so do you stop want... along the sorry to interrupt do you stop along the way and write the note so yeah yes yeah, yeah. Well, as, as a, they come to you kind of thing yeah so it's a very it's a it's a lovely steady walk so it's a really nice walk so we'll we start at the beginning, sitting down and writing down some mm. notes. And I'll read out a series of questions and people will sit and write down the answers to those questions. Then we walk and we just chat. And then we'll stop again at another point. I always choose nice places with a mm. nice view to stop and sit yeah. and, and enjoy that. So we'll stop and sit down again and I'll go through the next phase of questions. Um, you know, maybe sort of 10, 15 minutes doing that. And then we go for it, we walk a bit further. So we're on a sort of looped walk, but we stop at certain points along the way. Mm. Um, mm. And I find that. We do the questions, which is quite intense. So people will sit down and answer the questions and, and write them down. And then when we start again, the movement and the walking just helps to process some of those ideas in a yeah. nice, gentle yeah. way. So that when we get to the next point, they've had a chance to mull them over or they've had a chance to just let them settle. Mm. And then they're ready for the next part of the, the process. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that idea. Because I, I, I really buy into the... Um, the thinking that the outdoor kind of frees up your mind and your creativity because a, a few times I've sort of I've gone on a walk thinking right well I, I don't know which way to go with this by the end of this walk I want the answer and then you start walking and obviously without a structure your mind goes everywhere and I forget and then always by the time I get back I'll just get a thought of do this and you think oh thank you that was the answer that I asked for at the beginning so even though your mind's gone everywhere it just kind of I don't know it gives you a different perspective doesn't it and I think probably because you can't see your distractions like if you're sitting in your yeah. study you can see all the things that you should be doing can't you yeah. Whereas, yes I think you've touched on a number of things there one you haven't got the distractions you know we're not sat looking at a computer screen or a phone yeah. screen or whatever so we haven't got those digital distractions We've got space around us. Well, I think that's a really big thing. If you're stuck in an office or you're stuck in your house or whatever, you, your thoughts are energy. And if you, that means if you've got walls around you, it's containing that energy. It's not allowing that to flow very well. Where if you're right. walking out in the great outdoors, there's much more space for your energy to flow and your ideas okay. to flow. You know, that yeah. might sound a bit airy-fairy, but I've always found it's worked. That if you've mm. got the space around you physically, then it gives you space in your mind to think things through. And stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know, so if you've, if you've got, and, and the other thing that I find as well, when I start walking, I can literally, especially if I'm stressed or if I'm struggling with something, I'll always head out for a walk. Mm. And I can physically feel the stress and the tension just melting away, you know. Mm. So I might set off at quite a fast pace because I'm quite, you know, I've got a lot of adrenaline running around or, or whatever mm. it is, or I'm anxious. So I'll set off really fast. And then gradually, I'll just feel myself slowing down naturally. 
and that then allows everything else to slow down and I feel calmer and I feel much more relaxed and that that's how I got into it in the first place I got so much from my own personal walking and like you just said mm. you go out for a walk thinking like I need to think this through and by the end of it you always feel so much better and yeah. you have really got the answer and I thought I love this. I wish I could help to share this with other people. And that's mm. where the idea for clarity emotion came from. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, I love it. And of course you're keeping fit as well, which, exactly. which yeah, when yeah. you are 50 plus, you need to do. <laughs> yeah, it is. And it's that physical movement as well. Like you say, it's so good for your well-being, just being outdoors in the fresh air, the mm. exercise, you yeah. know, you get to meet other people. It's just such a lovely thing. And like you said, you know, I feel so privileged to be doing a job that I love and being able to combine the things that I enjoy yeah. doing with helping yeah. other people. And where where can we get on these walks? Are they all around Sheffield? Or do you, do you go further afield as well? I uh, Currently, I use two venues for the Clarity Motion. So I use Langsit Reservoir, which is sort of North Sheffield. Um, and I use Longshore Estate in the Peak District. Um, but I also, so they, they are specifically coaching walks, but I also once a month run wonder walks, which is a similar thing, but without the formal coaching in it. So right. it's getting people outdoors, it's a really nice, sociable walk. Um, we'll do a couple of mindfulness exercises and the wonder walks I tend to do all over South Yorkshire. So I tend to do yeah. those in different places. Yeah. Um, and again, that's just a really nice opportunity to get some fresh air, good company, good conversation better at the end of it yeah yeah i think it's a fantastic idea and it, it would it wouldn't even if you're not in the area like for me i'll I'd do it sort of in the wink of an eye and if i can get two or three friends in the car with me to come over you know it's it's no effort at all really if you're going to yeah. get the benefit from it i think yeah, that's yeah. another thing we don't do you know we yeah. do not properly evaluate what's the value uh, the cost against the value yeah. and the cost in time and petrol, we will get back a millionfold in value yeah. from something like that. So people are just just lazy sometimes, I think. And yeah, it's time well spent. You know, at the end of the yeah. day, you feel better. If you come on the Clarity Motion, you have a really clear action plan. You spent good quality time thinking about a particular topic. And like you said, often our mind wanders off into different things. And we ended up going down this rabbit warren. You know, we, we start with one thought and then we come out mm. somewhere else. And we've lost the track where we were and what we wanted so the clarity motion is a really good process for guiding people and ensuring that they're staying on track with stuff as right. well so that you've got what it is that you wanted to get out of it in the first mm -hmm. place yeah and i'd just like to say on the, the fact you know i'm quite happy as well that if there are a few people who want to get together then i'm quite happy to come out to you you know and right yeah and do something near it wherever you are it's great for me what a good excuse yeah. to go and explore another part of the country yeah know? yeah yeah oh well we'll see what we can do with that have you got links that you can let me have so that people can check out sort of um the life coaching as well as the the wonder walks and the clarity in motion yeah so my website is www.senseofdirection.life l-i-f-e and I'm also on Facebook as well. And again, it's RN Sense of Direction. Mm -hmm. Okay, lovely. And, and I'll put those in writing in the show notes as well, so that we've, we've got everything. Um, well, it just remains to, for me to say thank you so much, Rebecca. That was so interesting. I'm dying to come on one of the walks because I, I do already believe that 
it just frees up your imagination and if you've got problems it, it helps you see things from another perspective so yeah. um so thanks very much for taking the time to talk to us today and for sharing what you do thank and you very much for having me it's been lovely talking to you <laughs> pleasure and we'll hopefully see you soon thank, thank you, you. Bye. bye thanks for listening this week and before we go here is the second of this week's little handy hints. Have a great week. Here's a handy household life hack. I didn't know this till yesterday, but we have a problem sometimes with neighbouring cats fouling our garden, which I'm never too impressed about. But I found this out yesterday. If you put orange peel or any citrus peel on the garden, it will repel cats. And apparently it can be anything with a citrus oil in it, like an essential oil. They're non-toxic, so you're not harming them. They just don't like the smell and won't come near. There you go. Hope that helps. The Directory of a Dream Life 50 Plus podcast is created and produced by me, Marsha Ogden, and it's available across several platforms, so please keep listening. There are relevant links below in the show notes, along with links to followers on Instagram and Facebook. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, just drop me a line at marsha at gurgleit.com, that's M-A-R-C-H-I-A at G-U-R-G-L-E-I-T dot com or just leave a voice message on here with details of your topic. Have a fantastic week and I'll see you next time. Oh, P.S. Can you do a P.S. on here? Well, I've done it anyway. Don't forget to send in any hints and tips, life hacks that you want to share with us. Just record your voice message at www.anchor.fm forward slash ddl50 forward slash messages. I still can't say it. See you soon.